Thanks for tuning in to the Empowerment Project Podcast, a safe space for women of all walks of life to gather together, get honest, and discover more about the God-given identity and power we can claim through Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Modlin, and this podcast is a place of quiet retreat, girl talks, and scripture-inspired truths that challenge women to live changed. So get comfy, because we're about to get real. Hello, you guys. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Empowerment Project podcast with me, McKaylin. I hope you guys are all having a super great week so far. I definitely am. I feel like I have gotten like such great rest this week and it has made such a difference. And like, I've had to like really pray about it. It's so funny because like people were taking like prayer, like I follow a lot of like Christian people and, and a lot of times they're taking like prayer requests. And like, I just went through and I said to everyone, like, just pray that I'm like resting well. Um, and it's not that I can't sleep because your girl can sleep. Like I, if there's one thing that I can do, it's sleep. But sometimes what I do is like, I don't give myself the time to sleep. So sometimes I'll like book myself like super stupid or like I'll be like you know just like you know overwhelmed with like work stuff or whatever whatever the case may be however whatever it is um sometimes I can find myself like not giving myself the rest that I deserve but this week has been amazing and so nice like I went to bed at like nine last night and got up this morning at 5 45 and was able to like just go spend time with Jesus outside and watch the sunset come up it was just so nice and like I don't know it's just been such a highlight to like just this week um I guess just because like I normally don't get to do that and so it's something that I'm really trying to like work on and just like let myself rest because that's so important but I did want to just I don't know I just feel like this week is just really good um it's definitely a prayer answer that I like felt you know that I could take time to like step away from work and actually go to bed at a decent hour or whatever but anyways I just wanted to share that with you I don't know why I just felt like it was an answered prayer so nice little testimony to God um and everyone taking prayer requests thank you huge shout out okay so we are going to be taking a slight intermission from this series this week the um what's hindering your faith series this week if you guys have not checked that out yet definitely go do that we wrapped part three last week I think I'm going to do one more part of it. Um, But if you have not listened to that series yet, I highly recommend it. I get a lot of DMs from you guys like talking about like this week's episode or, you know, whatever you're listening to. But like this one, I feel like I have gotten the most feedback on this. And I feel like it's because all of us are struggling um, or like have struggled with this to some extent, like just struggling in our faith, like struggling in different areas of our faith or why our faith is shaken or why it's weak or, you know, why would we have doubts or, you know, why is this happening like this? Why am I struggling with this? And so I felt like this series was really needed and important because I asked a lot of you guys on my Instagram stories, uh, you know, like what's something that you're struggling with right now? Um, you know, what in your faith are you struggling with? And so there are things that we're going through and like, kind of ticking off um, throughout this series that are touching point with the things that you guys had expressed to me. So I think that it's really like serving you guys where you need it to um, just based on like the answers that I got on that and then like the feedback that I'm getting from our or from everybody, like from everyone in our community. And so I think it's cool because like not that um, 
it's only for the people that sent it in because it's definitely not. But I think it's so crazy because we all do actually don't realize how um, much we struggle with the same things because a lot of people don't talk about their struggles. And so I think we would all be surprised at how many people are actually struggling with what the, with the same things that we do, even though they don't seem like they may be. So anyways, if you have not listened to that, highly recommend. Um, I love it. Even I go back and listen to it and I just love the style of it. Um, something that I'm trying to kind of hold on to is just like being super like in the word and just being able to like study with you guys and talk over the word with you guys rather than, you know, sharing like a message and then backing it up with scripture, like just jumping in and being like, listen, like, let's look at the scripture. Like, what is this saying here? Um, and as we, you know, kind of explore that and we can all kind of do that together. So it's very biblical based. Um, there's a lot of Bible time, which is awesome. And a lot of prayer time, which is even more awesome. Um, and so I'm just really enjoying like being able to do it this way. And I just feel really, really good about it. And it's something that I'm really, really proud of. So anyways, those are available for you if you want to go back and listen to those. However, today's um, episode doesn't really have anything to do with the series. It's just something that I really wanted to share with you guys, something that's been like heavy on my heart um, for the past couple of weeks. And so I was like, you know what, I kind of want to just take a quick little break from the um, series just to share this with you guys because I think that it is that important. So as most of you know, I am a youth leader and this past week I chaperoned our youth group on a little camping trip, which was so much fun. Um, I love, we do these little float trips and I love them so much. They are hilarious um, and I don't know. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot there. Like we usually stay in like these huge bunk houses or these small bunk houses. Um, and when I was, we've been going there since I was in youth group and, um, yeah. So we used to stay in these little bunk houses and it was like had bugs everywhere. It was like the true like camp, you know, like church camp experience, you know, and we had like communal bathrooms and like the full nine, like you get it. So we took like, I became like a, or we became like leaders and then we took our, our youth group back and come to find out there's actually like this huge house there that they like rent out to youth groups. And we're like, what are you kidding me? So we like never knew about it until we were like not children anymore. So like they're not even getting like the full experience, but whatever. So anyway, that's why it's so hilarious to me that I got to like sleep in a bed while I went and like had like a full kitchen and like a nice bathroom, you know, it's just hilarious. So it wasn't, I mean, like we did camp cause there was like outside, you know, seating and like everything like that. We stayed outside more than really anything. And we spent like an entire day on the river, which is always so much fun, stressful, but fun. Um, nice little team building. Um, and then we, um, of course, you know, have Jesus talks and get in our word while we are there. So one of the passages that we talk about or that we talked about was Matthew 25 and I like the more that I dove into it, the more I found like it was this passage that spoke to me. It was like it just like kept on giving like and I know that all all verses do like all parts of the Bible just keep on giving. You know what I mean? But this just hit so different. It was like with every single stone that like I turned over, there was like gold under it every time. And like I've been moved by this passage before, like this particular passage before, but it just was so different this time. And so we're going to get into that because I think that it's something that is really important to share. Um, of course, I hope I do it justice in sharing it. 
that's always like a ah, like a not a worry but I just like I want it to come across to you guys like how God is like um you know showing it to me so anyway before we get into that though remember if you haven't yet go and hit this podcast up with a review and a five-star rating if you feel that it is deserving of one but mostly you know leave a review one because I love reading them and two we would love to feature it on our Instagram to encourage other people to go and leave reviews as well so as you guys know like this is so important for the growth of the podcast and if we believe in something we should endorse it we should advocate for it and share it so if you have a moment just hit pause and tap our podcast name scroll all the way down and tell everyone why they should check it out and how it has impacted you. We are closing in on 15,000 listens, which is so cool. So keep sharing it, keep listening, keep spreading the word, keep doing your thing. Um, and it's just been so fun to like watch this grow. And like, I love, you know, the community that we're building and stuff. It's so much fun to watch the Instagram grow, like in particular, it's so crazy and so cool to me. So, but I know based on the amount of followers that we have there and the readings and reviews, we have it's not balanced out so just go they want <laughs> just kidding it's chill if you don't want to but you know anyways okay so join the mailing list if you have not yet already it goes out every Thursday so go sign up for that just click the link in our podcast description if you need you can also access it through um, our Instagram just click the link in our bio and select the option for joining our mailing list. So I think that that covers it. Okay, wait, wait. If you are listening to this actually on the day that it comes out, like on Wednesday, um, I get I could totally like. So we're going live tonight as a guest on at ba wildflower on Instagram. Um, hang on, let me pull it up for you guys so that you guys can go and watch it because it's gonna be pretty cool. She um wants to hear all about the here we go she wants to hear all about the empowerment project and how it got started and you know how god laid it on my heart everything you know all that good stuff so it's at b e a w l d f l w r so if you can make it to that and you don't show up you're a fake friend no i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. But it is going to be pretty fun. So I would love to see some of you guys there. I did want to just share that with you again. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, then go check it out. But if you're listening to it after Wednesday, then it's already gone. Otherwise, um, go to our Instagram um, and you can watch it on there. It will we'll be doing the live at 545 um, Central Time and then 645 Eastern Standard Time. So that is the tea on that. Okay, so that is, you know, now we're good with our housekeeping items for the week. Okay, so flip to your Bible in Matthew 25 if you want to follow along in um, your word. Uh, while you do that, as always, I'm going to open us up in prayer. Hang on, I'm getting readjusted because I am getting uncomfortable. Okay, so um, I'm going to open us up in prayer uh, so we can get the most out of this conversation today. <laughs> so if you would just stand in agreement with me, um, and we'll go ahead and pray. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for another day of getting to know you, of growing closer to you, and just getting to learn more about who you are. Lord, thank you for another day to just tell people about your goodness. Because God, you are so good, and you are so faithful, and all of the world needs to know. Lord, I pray that this episode reaches more hearts than usual. 
that it finds its way into the earbuds and into the speakers of people who have never even heard of the Empowerment Project before. God, I pray that it reaches farther and wider than any other episode. But most importantly, I pray that it reaches the hearts of those who need to hear it and that they retain what they have heard, that they retain the knowledge that they have heard and what you've spoken to them. God, I pray that they are focused on your word and are readily listening for what you have for them to receive. God, I pray that it's revelation knowledge that they retain and that it goes deep within them and that it is written on their hearts. Thank you that their hearts are softened and postured and positioned toward you. I pray that the words that are spoken today would go deep into their heart, deep into their soul and bear much fruit. Lord, we know that the word of God is foolish and senseless to the unbeliever, but that it is life-giving to those who follow Jesus. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to understand these scriptures, to understand these truths in a brand new light. God, thank you so much for all you're going to do with this and through this. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're only going to be in one place in our Bibles today. I know sometimes we are usually, <laughs> we jump around from, you know, like one scripture to another, kind of like backing each other. Um, but we are only going to be in Matthew 25 um, verses 1 through 13. And it is called um, the 10 bridesmaids or the 10 virgins. So um, we're just going to read through it. Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to kind of break it down as I go. Um, because there's a lot to unpack here. I don't know. I might kind of break it down at the end. I don't know. Um, but I'm just going to kind of like read through it, probably give you guys some background, um, probably finish up with the passage and then we'll jump back into it and kind of, you know, pick it apart a little bit because there is a lot to unpack. Like I said, um, you're going to, we're going to keep pulling stones over and finding gold. It's going to be amazing. So cool. Um, but okay. So Jesus here, so where we're at Matthew 25, um, Jesus has been preaching, um, about the second coming and remaining watchful and all that good stuff. So this is actually, this passage is actually Jesus preaching. Um, it's in red. So Jesus is setting, saying it. <laughs> so um, we will pick it up here in um, chapter five, verse one. So it says at that time, uh, so at the time uh, of the second coming of his second coming at that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. So I think um, really quickly, I am going to break this down just a little bit. So I'm already going to give some background on this because how could the kingdom of heaven be like bridesmaids? Like, honestly, because when I first read this passage, I was like, huh? And really, you wouldn't understand it unless you like casually had knowledge of ancient Jewish engagement processes just chilling in your back pocket, which most of us don't. So in ancient, but do not fear I'm here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know either. I had to look it all up. Don't stress. Okay, so um, in ancient Jewish history, the engagement process was way different than it is today. Like, listen, they had, they, they like got engaged and then they didn't set a date for the wedding. So they didn't know when it was going to be like, I can't imagine that's so crazy, right? Because like, we have to prepare, like we have to know, you know, wh- wh- where we're getting married at, who's all coming, like what I'm wearing, what, you know, every, everything has to be lined up. Who's doing the engagement photos? Like when are the invitations going out? Like, is the venue going to be available? Like there's so many things that we're like, oh no, we have to 
plan and prepare. But the thing with them is that they didn't get married until they were completely prepared. So what happened is they each prepared individually in their own way. The bride and the groom each prepared individually in their own way. So the bride prepared in a more personal way. Okay. So wedding garments, bathing herself, perfume, grooming herself, etc. You see where I'm going with this, getting ready for her honey. Okay. So she treated every day because she didn't know which day it was, remember? So she treated every day as if that was her wedding day because she didn't know when it was going to be. So she got completely ready for her wedding every single day. Like imagine the pressure. I couldn't, I couldn't, I would crack. I couldn't handle it. But get this, okay? The bridegroom went off to prepare for the home, went off to prepare the home for his uh, future wife and his family. And sometimes, I read this, sometimes it could take up to a year, y'all, an entire year. Could you imagine? I mean, imagine. Imagine getting ready every single day for a year as if that day was going to be your wedding day, that that day was going to be the first day that your hubby came and swept you away. I couldn't handle it. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like probably weddings back then, ancient Jewish culture, like were not, um, to the level of seriousness that we take the celebration to the at these days, you know, like these days, brides will get ready at like 6am. You know, we got to be at our hair appointment, we got to make sure our nails are done, our eyelashes are on our eyebrows are microbladed, you know, everything is lasered. Um, you know, we're not wearing our glasses, like everything's good. Like there's so many things that like brides, you know, want to prepare to change like just for that day. Right. So there's so many things I, I literally couldn't even imagine. Like I'd probably be like, you know, what? I don't even feel like marrying you no more. I'm a fat man, you know, mo like just get, you know what I mean? But okay. So anyway, so I, I literally couldn't imagine the pressure, but anyway, so while the bride was doing her thing and the bridegroom was doing his thing, the bridesmaids had their own role, which was preparing for the return of the bridegroom. So they would prepare to lead the way to the, to the wedding celebration. So they would get the whole town excited and they would light the wedding uh, procession and they'd be like, it's time, it's time. We're going to celebrate everyone. The bridegroom has returned. So this, so in this parable, the kingdom of heaven is like 10 bridesmaids who are preparing for the return of the bridegroom. Okay. So picking up in verse two, says five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom come out to greet him. Then all the bridesmaids woke up and trimmed their lamps The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. And they were like, no, there may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to uh, those who sell the oil and buy some for yourself. So like, ah, like, oh no. Um, And it says, but while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The bridesmaids who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. 
Later, the others also came and they said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Oh, so there's a lot to unpack here. Um, so we see, so it says, you know, the kingdom is like these, these 10 bridesmaids. So it's not easy. I mean, it's not uh, hard to tell that, um, the kingdom is divided. So there are five bridesmaids that are prepared and five that were not. Um, and until this moment, the bridal party was seemingly the same, like they were seemingly united. And it wasn't until this moment of um, personal decision that they uh, that we see this division kind of come about. So because in this case, it was an action of attempt. Um, it was it was an action of attempt rather than of completion. So everyone had their lamps, but not everyone had oil to light their lamps. So remember, we didn't know when the bridegroom was going to ride in on his noble steed or his stallion or whatever they had um, and sweep his bride up because he was finally finished preparing for the rest of their life together. And it could be during the day or in the middle of the night. Um, they had to be really expectant of his return. So in this case, the cry rang out in the middle of the night and it caught everyone who was not prepared off guard because it says that everybody was sleeping. So even, even the bridesmaids who were prepared were sleeping, it sounds like. And so it wasn't, um, a matter of being, you know, completely alert. Um, but it was about being prepared. It says that they woke up and it woke up everyone and they trimmed their lamps. Um, it's really cool because the trimming of the lamps is kind of like, um, getting, I think I actually might've written it down. Oh no. Um, I did, but I deleted it. Okay. Um, but what's cool about the trimming of the lamps is that it's something along the lines of like, um, uh, like getting like, uh, kind of like refining the wick or, uh, getting rid of the tarnished parts of the wick or parts of the wick that are uh, dirty or um, burnt or whatever um, in order to get a clear... Uh, oh, you, I mean, you know, it's obvious. Like whenever you light a candle, if the candle wick is super black and burned and then you go to light it again, the flame is really smoky and dim and yucky. Um, but if you trim it and you get a part of the wick that is clean, then the the candle is going to burn a lot brighter. The flame is going to be a lot brighter. So I think that's a really cool thing to point out is that, you know, they woke up and they were, you know, tending to the, the, they were trimming their lamps. Um, so the five bridesmaids who were not prepared are like, give us some of your oil. Like our lamps are going out. Um, but they were like, sorry, we can't, there's not enough, you know? So those whose lamps were not lit or were dim took off to go get more oil while they were distracted and scurrying around. The bridegroom returned and the other five lit the way and they were like, he's here. He's here. Like the bridegroom has returned. Everybody wake up. We've come. He's come to collect his bride and he did so. And everyone went into the banquet hall and then the door was shut. So about this time. Uh, the five return from getting their oil and they're banging on the door saying, let us in, let us in. We're here. We have the light. We are ready to join the celebration. And it picks up with the Lord saying, you cannot come in. Surely you were not ready for my return. You didn't know when the day was coming. And because they weren't expectant, they weren't ready. So they didn't get to celebrate. So I think there's so many things to note here. 
I would say the first is that they had their lamps and they had their information. They knew what was expected of them and they missed their window because they grew tired and they did not tend to their flame. They didn't care to prepare. And this sort of behavior, um, I mean, it can sustain us, you know, throughout life, um, you know, with us kind of being lazy with our relationship with God or being lazy with, um, you know, our faith. And I think that's something that really uh, stuck out to me during while I was reading this because um, just the way that they, you know, approached um, the other five and they were like, you know, we need to use some of your um, we need to use some of your oil. Can we have some of your oil? And it stuck out to me because it's evident, especially in this verse, and it kind of opened my eyes, you know, that spiritual preparation cannot be borrowed. Like our relationship with God must be our own. Like your relationship with God has to be yours. You cannot live off the faith of your friends. You cannot live off the faith of your parents. Um, and for a while I kind of didn't understand what this meant. Um, but it really, it boils down to you can't live off of someone else's relationship with God, especially off of someone else's alone time with God. So I, I think the best way to like try to understand this or ask yourself this or, you know, inquire about this with yourself is ask yourself, are you feeding yourself off of other people's messages from God or are you getting alone with God and hearing from him yourself? Because, um, I mean, and I think we all can kind of fall victim to this. It's so easy. We have such, um, you know, knowledge at our fingertips for us to jump on YouTube or jump on Instagram or, um, turn on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now, you know, and, um, get to hear all that the Lord is doing and the, and the messages that people are getting from the Lord. But, are you allowing that to replace your relationship with God? Like, are you allowing that to be what is feeding you? Or are you getting alone with him and hearing from him on your own? Because if those people can hear from God, you can hear from God. Because these days, it's so easy for us to know things about God without knowing God. Um, and it's hard because this is such a serious question. And it's something that you have to be really honest with yourself about because especially whenever we're faced with scripture and things like this, because, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard question, but it's one that really, really matters. Um, do you know God or do you just know things about him, um, based on what other people are telling you about him? I mean, really ask yourself this, uh, an analogy that was spoken to me, um, you know, honestly, it was like years ago, but it really stuck out to me and it helped me kind of grasp this understanding of, um, feeling like, you know, someone versus knowing them. Um, and the analogy that was used at the time, I mean, don't get me wrong. Justin Bieber is still big, but at the time, um, Justin Bieber was like everything. So, and they were like girls that were like super obsessed with him, um, knew everything about him. It was like back when like J 14 or whatever was like, you know, doing interviews. And it was like, what's your favorite color and favorite food. And like, you could know all of these facts about Justin Bieber without actually knowing Justin Bieber. So some girls might know Justin better than Justin knows Justin, um, just based on the information that they were taking in from magazines or whatever it was. But they knew all these things about him without knowing him personally, without him being able to walk into a room and be like, oh, that's so-and-so. You know, he would walk into a room and they would know who he was, but they didn't know 
him. They knew things about him, but they didn't know him and he didn't know them. And so that was kind of a, a, a big one that really stuck out to me because it was like, wow, it's crazy because we know these things about people that makes us think that we know them. And so we kind of get this distorted view of, um, a relationship with them or, you know, whether it's just like, you know, not weird, but just like thinking that we know all of these things about them or that we actually know them when in reality, we, we really don't. Um, and that can, that can happen with God if we allow it to, if we don't step into this intimacy with him and we just allow other people to create this narrative of God. Um, and that can also be so damaging. I was just talking to a friend the other night about that is like, um, you know, they were talking about how they didn't have to read their Bible to be a Christian and they don't have to go to church to be a Christian. They don't have to listen to worship music to be a Christian. I was like, you know what? I I agree to an extent. I really genuinely do. But the danger in that is that if you are not equipped with the word and the knowledge of God, then how are you going to um, you know, disprove wrong teachings that you can't trust? Like you can't just go and listen to somebody's words and just completely accept that as valid or as Bible. Um, like we need to know our word. We need to know these things so that we can then combat them, um, and have our own relationship with God. And this was just something that stuck out to me so much. I know I said that, but, um, it really, really did because I think that we are living in a society that really just allows other people to, have their relationship with God, um, you know, and they're not getting alone with God or getting to know him because we have so much information, um, at our fingertips. And I, I've been, I, I mean, I'm sure I've done this at some point, like I've allowed, you know, a sermon or whatever, like kind of dictate or take over, um, my, or replace, I guess is a better word, um, to say it for, um, my relationship with God or my time alone with God. And so I think that that's something that would be really important to ask yourself, um, you know, kind of as we are in, you know, this discussion today. And so, um, kind of just get, getting off of that because I probably could stay on that for a minute, but, um, I think that's a really big takeaway is that you cannot, you know, you cannot walk into heaven because you know, um, somebody that knows God, like you need to know God. So, um, just ask yourself that. Another cool thing is that, um, a lot of the time oil is representative of the Holy spirit and like a flame or a light is representative of Jesus or Jesus in us. And a lamp is what radiates the light. So we all have a lamp, which is where we can apply the oil too. So a lot of us have, you know, the lamp and we can walk around with the radiance of the Lord. But if we never grasp hold of the oil or we don't, um, ever see the value of the oil or we don't, um, you know, allow the Holy spirit to come in and change our lives, then we are going to be empty and we're not going to illuminate anything. And I think what's really cool is that the, the bridesmaids inability to prepare for the wedding didn't stop the wedding. Um, but it did impact the effect it had on the town and it wasn't as bright as it could have been. It wasn't in complete celebration. And I think that breaks my heart so much because like y'all see if we, if we, if just half of us are on fire for Jesus and the other half of us are, um, 
if half of us are on fire for Jesus and the other half of us aren't illuminating the areas around us, it sets this confusing tone for the rest of the world. Like your voice needs to be heard. You need to be sharing your relationship with Jesus. You need to be lighting the way. You need to be shouting. The bridegroom is returning. He's coming back. Come out and greet him. Make sure that you know him because he is coming. Like he's preparing a way. Like his preparation is almost complete. There's going to be a celebration. And if only half of us are proclaiming Jesus, we can't impact the whole town. We can't light the whole way. There are people waiting on your obedience. Like we need to be winning over souls for the kingdom because the world cannot afford to be quiet for us to be quiet about the resurrecting and redeeming power and blood of Jesus. And I do not know about you, but I never, ever, ever want to be standing there on judgment day, looking into the eyes of someone that I love while they ask me, why didn't you tell me you knew and you didn't say anything that breaks my heart so much. And so I think that we can kind of like you know, we can look at our relationship with Jesus and we kind of hold on to it like it's just our own. And while it is and it should be our own, we still need to be sharing that light with other people. And so if we don't have any oil to put into our lamp to create this light, or if we get distracted and we miss the celebration, or if we aren't preparing the way, um, you know, if we grow weary of keeping, of tending to our flame or keeping our, our uh, flame lit, we are letting the people down around us. And there are people that are waiting on your obedience but it's so important for you to remember that we cannot take other people to a place that we are not personally at. (laughs) Trust me, I have tried this and I have fallen flat on my face every single time. Like even things that I knew that I knew that I knew. If I was not in a place with Jesus, I could not take them. If I was not in a good place with Jesus, I could not take them to that place. No matter how much I knew that they needed it, I could not lead them there because I was not prepared to lead them. And the five unprepared bridesmaids could not light the way either. And so I totally identified with that. Like they probably could have told someone where the wedding was held. Like I could have been like, oh, well, this is what you need to do to like, you know, Jesus. But like, I couldn't be an example for that because I was not living in a way that reflected that. Um, but so like the, the bridesmaids, they could probably be like, oh, you know, the wedding's down at the town, whatever, but they couldn't participate in the celebration because they were distracted and they were unprepared to do so. So no, in their inability to prepare, they did not stop the wedding. The bridegroom still came. Jesus is still coming back. He is coming back. He will be back for his church and there will be a celebration. The question is, are you prepared? Do you have oil in your lamp? Are you lighting the way? Are you growing weary? Have you even lit your lamp in the first place? And since we don't know when to be ready, we must always be ready. My question for you is if Jesus came back tonight, would you be ready? And I know this is such a heavy episode, but I feel it so strongly that there are people that are living unprepared. And I know that I have been there too. And I think that's one of the reasons that I identify with it so much is because, um, before Jesus, I mean, I would, I was, I was a mess and there were things in my heart that like I knew and I claimed Christianity, um, but there were things in my heart that I knew that were not, um, that were not correct or that I was not, um, living as a new creation. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know, you know, what, you know, 
judgment's going to fall on what type of person or what I'm not even going to get into that because I genuinely don't know. And I'm so thankful that I don't have to be the one to judge that, (laughs) um, that I can just have my relationship with Jesus and tell people about Jesus. Um, but I, I genuinely don't know, you know, to what extent, you know, or where the, the line is going to be drawn or where it is drawn. But I think that it's easy for us to kind of, um, detect in our lives areas that we maybe have dropped the ball or if we're not ready, you know, we can identify that and we can be like, no, I I wouldn't be ready. Or if, you know, I died or if, um, Jesus came back, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I would end up. Um, and I really actually didn't anticipate on getting here. Um, but we'll do it. We'll, we will, we will go here if that is, if that's what the Lord wants right now. Um, because I know that there are so many people that listen to this podcast, um, that either aren't Christian, um, or are struggling in their faith or are confused about their faith or unsure. Um, and I know there's so much talk like these days about like the world ending and people, you know, joking about that. Um, but I know that it also is causing a lot of anxiety for people, um, who don't know where they stand in their faith and are, you know, fearful and scared of what is to come or what direction the world is headed in, you know, at this rate. Um, and if you don't have your faith and your trust and your hope in Jesus, it can be a very scary thing. Um, for Christians, you know, it can be nerve wracking, but at the same time, you know, we have a lot of peace because we know that God still sits on his throne, um, that he is not caught off guard, that he is not confused or nervous or anything of the sort, that he is still on his throne, that he is still God, that he is still unmoved, unshaken, um, powerful, steadfast, and everything that we need him to be. Um, nothing on this earth is done without his knowing about it. Uh, you know, he watches kingdoms rise and fall. He sends light to expose darkness. He oversees every single bit of it. And he cannot be distracted. He will not be overcome. He cannot be overcome. And he cannot be persuaded or tricked or overtaken. And while our world is quite a mess and it will continue to be a mess and it's always been a mess, um, God is still on his throne and he is unmovable, completely uncontained uncontainable, unrestrainable, unshakable, unstoppable, untouchable completely. The victory is and will always be his despite of what goes on um, on the earth. And he is able to restore everything that's been broken with the lift of a single finger. (laughs) And I don't know about you, but that is really all the reassurance that I need because the world will fall. Like that is a fact. Like we know that the world will fall Um, but despite of when that is, um, God is on his throne and he will remain there forever. And so that is a God that I want on my side and that I will continue to have on my side and I will be on his side. Um, so if you don't know where you stand, um, you know, today and, you know, you've been, uh, kind of contemplating having a relationship with Jesus or taking your relationship with Jesus more seriously, you're honestly just needing to rededicate, um, you know, stick around, uh, because, you know, we're going to get into that and I'll, I'll help lead you into that. Um, but if you're someone that has, you know, never tried the Jesus thing or has had a bad taste in your mouth because, of, um, a bad experience that you've had with other, um, uh, 
people of God or um, other churches or whatever it is, um, if there are people in your life that have turned you away from God or given you reason to um, uh, doubt God or doubt his goodness or doubt who he is or um, anything of the sort, I just want to, on behalf of all of us, (laughs) on behalf of Christians in general, Um, just apologize for that and tell you how loved you are and how accepted you are and how wanted you are and how valued you are um, and how wanted you are by the creator of everything. Uh, He created your heart. He knows your heart. He knows what makes you tick. He knows when you sit, when you rise. He knows your worries, your frustrations. He gets all of your jokes. (laughs) Um, That's one of my favorite things about God. I'm like, I'm so glad you have a good sense of humor because like, no one gets my jokes, but anyway, um, but he is so in love with you. Um, and I just feel so strongly that if you are listening to this right now and that is where you are, it is not, that is where you are spiritually. It is not by coincidence that you came across this episode, um, today and th- see, this is so funny cause I did not plan on going here, but if that is you, or if you are somebody that, um, has been a Christian for a while and is wanting to move into a more intimate space with God, wanting to get to know him more deeply and understand his heart and understand who he is um, and just pursue him with everything. Um, and, you know, because we can kind of put our, I, I posted something today that was like, um, have you written God into your story or have you let God write your story? And I think a lot of the times, you know, we write God into our story and we make him convenient to our life. And so we have these dreams, we have these plans, we have these desires, and we're like, okay, God, come in and make this happen. And um, so we write God into our story rather than putting down the pen and giving it to him and saying, God, you can write my story. Like you have complete control over everything and I'll let you write it. Um, And so I feel like that's a a pretty decent um, explanation for quite a few Christians, um, that kind of have one foot in the world and, um, you know, a foot in with God. And I can tell you like with all of my heart and from experience that, um, going all in with God is way more satisfying and, um, way better and way sweeter, um, than anything that this world could ever give you. And I don't, I've never regretted for a single moment going all in with God because it's only gotten better and it's only gotten sweeter, um, just with time and with getting to know him. It's like a relationship, you know, um, you know, the love changes over time. It's not this infatuation with him. Um, it's this deep understanding and this deep need, um, for him in my life and this dependency on him, um, in the best way possible. And this longing to, um, this longing to uh, serve him and to love him with everything and just to, you know, love him to the best of my ability or the best that my human body can even can even try to love him. Um, so if either of those are you or if you're somebody that just needs to rededicate your life, you know, you were on fire for Jesus for a while and then you kind of let that um, fire dwindle and you grew weary and you let it go out. I have been here as well. So, um, no shade at all. It is always a good time to rededicate your life to the Lord. And I actually, 
rededicate any time that I get a chance to. If someone comes and shares and preaches and they're like, let's do some rededications, I'm like, absolutely. Um, Just for my own personal, just like, you know, just to say it out loud again and just be like, God, I am completely yours. Like, you know, anything that I've done up to this point, like I want to just rededicate my life and just, you know, continue to um, remind you or remind myself of what I am living for and what I am dying for. So, um, cause you know, we are all dying and <laughs> geez, this is such a heavy podcast. Y'all, I did not mean for it to be like this. I, I don't know. I'm kind of like even hesitant cause I'm like, Jesus is so heavy, but, um, I think it's so important and, I think it's the hard stuff, you know, you know, and I posted about this too. your godly friends tell you the hard stuff. And so, um, let's, you know, do it. Uh, that's just what we're going with today. So we're going to do some rededications. We are going to pray for some people's hearts that they would pursue the Lord. And, um, if they have never done that before, and then also for people who are, um, you know, just going to start taking this Jesus thing seriously. So let's go ahead and just do that. So I'm just going to ask you guys to just um, pray with me, pray along with me, and you don't have to be saying the words that I'm saying, um, but connecting your heart with the words that I'm saying. And, um, you know, it's really about your heart meaning what, um, meaning it. It's about your heart posture. It's about uh, the genuineness and the intentionality of your heart um, behind this prayer. So you can you know, agree with this with your heart, um, and without a word coming out of your mouth, but, um, also walking away from it, um, allowing yourself to be changed and allowing yourself to live differently. Um, and so there, that it does require, um, you to say some things probably later on down the road. I don't know, but anyway, okay. So let's just go ahead and pray. Let's just do it. So heavenly father, thank you so much for this episode. Thank you so much for this podcast and the women that are listening to it. Um, Thank you so much for what you have done in this podcast and the way that you have just kind of grabbed a hold of it. And you know that the women listening on the other side of this mic, the, um, you know, person listening in their car coming through the stereo or the speakers, the person listening through their headphones, God, you just, you know, their heart, um, you know, their struggles you know what um, pains they're suffering, what things they're going through, what things they're walking through that nobody else sees. You know what they're struggling with um, and you know what battles they're fighting. God, you see their heart. You see every inch of it. God, you see every part of them. You see them. You see the darkest parts of, your, of their heart and you love them. You love them in spite of the darkest parts of their heart. You sent Jesus to die on a cross for them. God, I just pray for their heart that they would just, they would pursue you with everything that they have, God. God, I pray that today would be the day that they turn their life around, that they turn their life around in a way that is glorifying to you, that they give you their life, that they know that laying down their life is of more worth than holding on to it. Lord, because none of us are walking out alive. None of us get to take anything with us whenever we go. The only thing that we get to take with us is you. God, I just thank you so much for for them and just for their willingness and for their obedience to just step into this place with you. Um, God, I pray that people would be rededicating their lives today, um, 
that they would look at this, look at this pursuit as an opportunity to get to know you better, to get to have their soul and their spirit and their mind completely satisfied by the one who created it. God, I pray that they would be overwhelmed with the heaviness and with the weight of the sacrifice that happened on the cross so that they could have this opportunity right now. God, I pray that they would not take it lightly. God, I pray that um, they would look at spending time with you differently, that it wouldn't be that they have to spend time with you, that they have to worship you, but that they get to spend time with you and that they get to worship you and they get to thank you and they get to praise you forever because of what Jesus did. God, thank you so much for everything that they are. God, help them to see that they are fearfully and wonderfully made despite of what makes them human. God, I pray that you would just show up in their life right now and just change their life in a radical way um, and that you would meet this call, uh, that, that you would meet this cry for you in their life right now. Um, that they're reaching out to you right now, God, and I pray that you would just answer that um, and that you would just reach down and hold them and grab them and that you would walk with them every step of the way. Um, we know that you are so faithful and that you were so good and that you will do that, God. Um, and we're just believing that right now and we're in agreement with that right now. Um, and I thank you so much for any new sisters or new brothers in Christ today. Um, so thankful if there are any, I don't want to get my hopes up because I'm like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to get in my head about, about this, um, episode, but I just, I feel like it is very, I feel like something's going on. Um, so if there is, I, just want to say welcome and that you are so loved and you are so accepted. And if you need anything or need anyone to chat with, um, you can always reach out to me through my DMs or in my email or anything like that. Um, we are all doing this together and we are all on this walk together. And ultimately, this is what it's about. Um, it's about your relationship with Jesus and it's not about learning about Jesus. It's not about learning what a lifestyle with Jesus looks like. It's about doing life with him. And if you are not in relationship with him, none of this other stuff matters. Um, none of the other episodes matter. Um, you have to be in a relationship with him and in an intentional relationship with him. What I love so much about God is that he is such a gentleman and he loves you so much that he's not going to force you to love him back. Um, because love is freely given. And um, if it's not freely given, then it's not love. <laughs> um, so what I, I, I love that about God, that he doesn't make you love him or make you obey him. He gives you the option to do so yourself. Um, you just have to say yes and then choose to... Um, choose to walk with him. So anyways, I hope that this episode was good. I don't even know what happened at the end, but I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. Um, if you, you know, if this spoke to you, I would love to hear from you and chat with you, um, more about this, um, more about this more just chat with you more. Okay. Anyways, I love you guys so much. Um, if you did, please reach out um, and let's chat. I think that would be awesome. But, um, if you are interested, part four will be out 
next week. Um, the fourth part of the what's hindering your faith series. Um, other than that, I don't have anything else for you guys. So like I said, hope you enjoyed it. I hope you loved it. If you didn't, I'm sorry if you did, that's amazing. Um, and I will see you guys soon. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week and I will talk to you very soon. Uh, love you guys. Bye.